Welcome back. You're attending the Cesar Chavez event, and my name is Kathy Fairbanks. I'm host of the Compassion Business Hour on Voice America Talk Radio every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific. So today at this event, we talk about diversity a lot, and this event is hosted by Terra's Health and also with the University of Arizona in their behavioral health program. Today, we have Beverly Wallert, and Beverly is with an organization called NCADD. So unpackage that a little bit for us. And what does NCADD stand for? Okay. NCADD stands for the National Council on Alcoholism and Drug Dependence. Um, We're attached to a national organization. We are an affiliate for Greater Phoenix. Greater Phoenix. Okay. So specifically in Phoenix. And what does that outreach look like? What, What are some of the services that you provide to your clients? So we provide outpatient treatment for women. We're a gender specific treatment program. Um, We focus on substance use, alcohol, and drug treatment. Um, And then with that, we focus on all the things that come with alcohol or drug use. Um, So again, we treat only women. We focus on trauma that women go through, um, either before or during their addiction. Uh, We focus on the mental health needs that come along with that. So we have an on-site nurse practitioner to help support with that counseling, um, both group and individual counseling. And then we really focus on not just the woman becoming clean and sober, but becoming self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, so that includes uh, other groups such as um, vocational guidance and counseling. Um, do we have a GED program? We have an on-site work program. And then attached to that, we have several housing programs. Okay. Um, And so each program specializes on that woman and what her particular need is at that time. Okay. So outpatient treatment is very important for sobriety, um, but the challenge is is all the other things like homelessness that come along with treatment. It's really difficult to commit to nine or 12 hours of counseling or group a week if you don't have a safe place to live. Sure. So um, surrounding our outpatient program in order to support that, we have different locations where women live and they're supported. 24 hours with staff and then they come to our office for their counseling and then go back to that supported environment. So one program in particular um, is Weldon House. Okay. Weldon House is for women who have children in their custody. It's 19 apartment units. Okay. And each family has their own home and they learn how to build and have a home. So we really focus on parenting, social hour for the kiddos, making sure that the kiddos are attached to the services that they need that come along with parents using Mm -hmm. drugs or alcohol. Many of the kiddos have been in foster care but returned to mom within the support of our program. Mm -hmm. Um, And budgeting, shopping, making sure that you make a list before shopping, how to stretch a budget, how to afford those diapers out of from a low income. Just really whatever it takes to focus on being a healthy, independent mom Mm -hmm. is Weldon House. Another program we have is Sally's Place. Okay. Um, Sally's Place uh, specifically focuses on pregnant women. Okay. So um, a, a pregnant woman who um, has a drug or alcohol issue, um, we also have a really big focus there on mental illness. Mm-hmm. So sometimes um, when women uh, have had several births and maybe not been able to keep the baby and if they have... Um, been uh, acknowledged as they have a serious mental illness. Sometimes, unfortunately, because of that mental illness, the mom is not always given the opportunity to parent. Sally's Place allows her to deliver the baby, keep the baby with her, and in a supportive staffed environment, um, really demonstrate that she's able to um, retain the skills for recovery and parenting at the Mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. And that um, serves 10 women. 10. 
Okay. Yes. Um, and because it's just the mom and the one baby, those are shared units. Got it. We oh. 10. So what's hurting my heart is mm -hmm. I'm guessing you have a pretty lengthy waiting list. So, and actually in our programs, we don't take waiting lists, but we okay. could have a waiting list. Yeah. The reason for that is because our treatment is, uh, the focus is on treatment mm -hmm. and we would hate for someone to be out there using drugs or alcohol and we'd say, oh, you're number six on the list. And then they're waiting for us and mm -hmm. they're not looking for that safe place to go uh -huh. because they're waiting for us and they continue to not take themselves out of the environment that they're in. Sure. So we hold the applications and then as beds come up for the programs, we interview them and make sure, you know, we try to find the best fit for the community to make sure everything's safe and the dynamics are good there with the kiddos. Uh -huh. um, and most of our housing programs, especially Weldon, it's a one-shot deal. Um, so you can come through our outpatient program as many times as you need, mm -hmm. but because the demand is so high for a place like Weldon House and because we're uprooting and moving kiddos into our mm -hmm. program, mm -hmm. we really do our best to screen to make sure you're committed mm -hmm. for that level of intensity. Right. From the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, it is very scheduled. Yeah. Share with me a little bit of your success rates with this, the engagement rate of Sally's House, Weldon House. What what sort of statistics or success stories do you have? So we also have two other houses that okay. I want to throw in there. Because yes. <laughs> um, I think it's important to, to understand the whole environment. Yeah. Uh, we also have Her House, which uh, stands for Health, Empowerment, and Recovery. Her house is for women who don't have children in their care. These are women who have um, experienced a high level of trauma and okay. typically have work skills and are able to get jobs quite quickly, but they go to treatment, they get the job, the job distracts them from treatment. They never deal with their trauma mm -hmm. and then the whole cycle starts over again. Sure. So there's a really big focus on intensive trauma treatment. Uh, many, many of these women have also been trafficked and have a history of that. Okay. Um, and then Legacy Program is a really for any single woman sometimes it's for those women who might not quite be ready for Weldon or Sally's place but are willing to start treatment it's an opportunity for them to kind of get some motivational interviewing see how our program is and then decide to commit and move in and we also focus on the justice population so women coming right out of jail who don't have children in their care at that moment okay. and are willing to come to treatment okay the success rate, um, you know, I would say it's definitely much higher than, than average. I mean, your average um, treatment success rate for this population is about 30%. Yeah. I would easily say, you know, depending on what somebody's measure of treatment is, we're looking at the 75% rate. Okay. Um, for women that have participated in our case management program for pregnant women, we have about an 85% rate of babies of women who come in early in pregnancy and are using but babies are not being born substance exposed. Wow. So we're able to kind of stop that cycle mm -hmm. or stop that use mm -hmm. by wrapping around them in treatment. And so the babies are born clean. Right. So not just life changing, but life saving is what you're all about. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I would say the biggest um, success for me that I get to see. So I started NCADD about 14 years ago. Okay. Um, I came in as an intern, a master's level intern as a vocational counselor. Okay. Um, and so what's been wonderful wonderful for me is helping women move through the process of getting clean and sober, obtaining a career. Many of them come back to work for our agency. So about, um, about close to 90% of our staff identify as being in recovery. Mm -hmm. About 30% are graduates of our own program. So I've seen women who came in 14 years ago, let's say, with less than an eighth grade education, 
um, pregnant, using, um, who now have master's degrees and are working mm. alongside me in the field. And the kiddos are now teenagers, and you can see that, you know, it really seems like being healthy and substance use um, is not on their radar. It's not, it, mom had her, had that baby so young, they haven't seen mom as an addict, and so it's not really something that's on their radar. And mm. you really get to see the and believe that the, the cycle of addiction has stopped in that family, hopefully. Right, right. Just stopping that cycle. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you mentioned your outpatient program. Mm -hmm. um, and someone can go through. Sometimes it takes more than one, one try at it. Mm -hmm. um, how does someone get to you? It sounds like through the court system is one vehicle. Um, through a need and knowing that you exist, do you have an outreach program? Um, so our outreach program really consists of going out and meeting with other professionals, other counselors in the field who okay. don't know where to refer mm -hmm. um, the, the clients to when they're coming through and they're using um, maybe through um, counselors of the kiddos and they the counselor might believe that the reason why the kiddos struggling is because mom is struggling. Sure. Department and children and families, the hospitals refer a lot to us. Okay. Um, but really it's, there's so, we have so many programs that we offer. Our best recommendation is just somebody to pick up the phone and call us, mm -hmm. um, let us know I'm homeless, I'm not homeless, this is what I'm looking for, and we can kind of guide them mm -hmm. to what might be the best program or, you know, what those first steps might look like. Fantastic. Now, you're here today at the event, mm -hmm. uh, sponsored by Taros Health and ASU. What sort of collaborative work do you do with Taros Health? We work very closely with Taros through their Families First program. Oh, Families First, yes. okay. Yep. Is that with Ron Caprio? Is he mm -hmm. with Families First? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. so moms are coming through, their kiddos are maybe removed from their care or mm -hmm. at risk, and they've been identified as having a drug or alcohol issue. Um, so the their Department of Children and Families worker would connect them with Taros, and then Taros would connect them with us. We might do the intake. Um, we might keep them in our program. We might decide that there's a program that's a better fit for them. Mm -hmm. I think what makes Taros maybe refer to us most is because we don't serve men. And mm -hmm. there are a lot of women that acknowledge that they really um, might not do that well in a counseling group where there's men in there because of domestic violence or whatever sure. trauma that they might be attached to. Um, and so I think we're kind of first on their radar if somebody comes across their desk as really needing to be wrapped around the support of women, mm -hmm. we would probably be the one they refer to us. And the housing for, you know, residential where moms can actually get treatment and bring their kids with them. Right, right. That makes sense. So share with me what makes your organization unique and how you serve the Phoenix community in such a unique way. I would say what's most unique is there's no magic number for us. And so there's no quantitative measure of you should be um, clean and sober and ready to um, be an independent parent at the 30, the 60, or the 90-day mark. We really believe in long-term treatment. Mm -hmm. um, for women that come through our housing programs, we look for a year commitment, but many of them stay about three, okay. depending on what their need is. Mm -hmm. So evidence proves that women do better if they have two things, long-term treatment and the long-term support of other women. And um, we are able to offer that. And so finding a place where you can live and be attached to your counseling for that length of time is extremely rare. Mm -hmm. Understood. So let's talk about funding. Mm -hmm. How are you funded? And 
are you well-funded? Is there always more? <laughs> I don't even know why I asked that <laughs> yeah. question. Um, uh, yeah, how are you funded? And someone who has um, cause, passion for this work, um, do you take donations? That sort of thing. So share with us that. Absolutely. So a majority of our funds come from Access. Okay. Um, and then there's some federal funding for those who aren't on Access. Um, and that's really kind of what keeps us afloat for the most part. We absolutely do take <laughs> private donations. Great. Um, we've been lucky enough to have a few consistent families through the year, um, one in particular that sponsors our vocational program. Mm-hmm. So the GED testing fees, um, clothes when somebody gets a job, an interview outfit, tools that they might need on the job that really helps allows us to provide whatever it's needed to help them get and keep a job. Right. Um, we have families that sponsor a family camping trip for Weldon every year, a foundation that does that. Another family does like school uniforms. Mm. Um, and so how to donate is really just a call. Donations can be made by check and person through our website. And I think what's also unique about us is we can, you know, add donations to our general fund and decide where the need is most, mm-hmm. or we also allow people kind of pick and choose where they would like their funding to go to. So if somebody comes in and brings me some money and says, I'd like to help, I'm going to ask them, well, how, how do you want your money to work? Sure. And so do you want your money to work to make sure kids have Christmas gifts or clothing, or do you want to help women have um, a career? What is it that you would like to see happen with their money? And mm-hmm. I, I think people appreciate that. And that makes us unique. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Beverly, it certainly has been a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you. Getting to hear about the great work that your organization does. The fact that it's a national organization and you're distilled down to the Phoenix community is so enlightening and so inspiring. So thank you for your time today. Thank you. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Yeah. 